0: Let's just continue to reach out. Father, we come to you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus, this morning, Lord. God, we thank you, Jesus, this morning, God, for your love and your mercy, Jesus, God, this morning, Lord. God, we know that, God, that the enemy is out, God, to destroy, but God, I feel this morning, Jesus, God, that Oh, God, that you're wanting to, God, that you're wanting to move, God, this morning. Jesus, God, I, Lord, God, there's so much on my heart this morning that, God, that I can't even explain Jesus this morning, Lord, but, God, I feel that you people that's in a battle this morning, God, spiritually, God, mentally, Lord, and God, and I know, God, that uh, the enemy is out trying to destroy and distract their minds, God, and. God and get us out of the way. God and get us up. Uh, oh God, to get divided division. God and divide it. Oh God, your people, Lord. Oh God, but this morning, Jesus, God, I pray this morning, Lord. I know that. God, that they all about she. God, this morning, Jesus, I feel that. God, this morning, Lord Jesus, your people, God. Oh, Lord Jesus, God, this morning that God, that they need to, God, that they need to enter to the Through this prayer this morning, Jesus, and through this service, God, this morning, Lord. God, we cannot do anything this morning, Jesus, in this service, God, unless your spirit is present, God. Oh, God, unless your spirit is here, God, unless we enter into that spirit of praise this morning, Lord. And, God, we let you have the full control in our lives this morning, God, in our prayer, God, in our, oh, God, in our praise and our worship this morning, Lord. Oh, Lord, God, we cannot worship you, Lord, in the flesh, God, but, God, we have to worship you in the spirit and in the truth. That's what your word said, in the spirit and the truth. Oh, God, that's the only way, God, that we can worship. and Oh, God, and praise you this morning, God. Oh, God, I wish you just pray with me this morning. Forget about everything that's going on in your lives. Forget about the turmoil because, Lord Jesus, this morning... Oh, God, that those things is there this morning to try to destroy you, try to get you distracted, uh, try to get bitterness in your hearts. Uh, oh, God, we all go through them, uh, but it's not the person. It's that spirit that's in behind that person. Uh, oh, God, it's warning at you. It's worn at you. Oh, Lord Jesus, this morning, Lord, uh, we all deal with it from day to day in our lives. We deal with it, and, and we wonder what to do, Lord Jesus, this morning. But Oh, Lord. Lord Jesus, God, uh, oh, God, I feel this morning, I keep happy this morning, Lord, if that's what your word said, uh, oh, Lord Jesus, it the uh, same time, I like, go, oh, oh, God, this morning, uh, oh, God, I was on my knees, and I was praying, and I just stopped praying, and I began to meditate, and, and Lord Jesus, and it seemed like, you know, uh, God was speaking to me this morning, uh, you know, we came in here the other week, and we didn't have no power, uh, and God, we came in here, but Lord, we, uh, oh, God, we had church service anyway. We praise you anyway. Oh, God, and then last week, we couldn't come because of the weather. The enemy was out trying to stop us, and this morning we came, and we don't have no water, but God began to speak to me in my heart as I was there on my knees, and you know, and you got to tell me what's wrong with the water. It's lost its prime. We've lost our prime, Sister Susie. We've lost our prime. We've we've lost our prime. We forgot where our help comes from. That's what, that's what I was feeling in my heart. God's people has lost their prime, they've lost their prime, sister Kathy. They've lost their prime because the word said, if we acknowledge and acknowledge Him in all our ways, and lean not to our own understanding, what did His word say? He said I'll direct your path. That's what He said. Is His word not true? Do we are we acknowledging Him in all our ways? Do we acknowledge Him in everything that we do? Do we really? Do we really? Do we really acknowledge him in everything that we do, to Pat? I don't. These times I get up, I take off and go places. Don't say, Lord, is this your will? Am I going to be safe while I'm on my trip? Am I going to be safe while I'm doing what I need to do? Am I going to be safe? Do I acknowledge him in everything that I do? Did I put him first? We claim we do, but do we? No, we don't. That's the reason sometimes we wind up. In a situation we don't know what to do you know just like even in our home seem like every time you know I'm just gonna be honest with you this morning and I know God knows what's going on but the devil is out to deceive you to aggravate your spirit try to get you to talk about things that don't need to be talked about that's his job he's doing his job what are we doing about it huh The Bible says our weapons are not carnal, but they're binding through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, those things that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. When those things come, what would you do? Well, you you gotta use the word against it. That's the only way you can fight that spirit is use the word of God against it. It's a spirit, it comes at you. You think it's that person, but no, it's not that person. It's that spirit that in that person behind that person. Making that person act, making that person work. That's where that that's where it comes from. That's where it comes from. We're not fighting against that person, we're fighting against that spirit. The Bible says flesh is empty against the God it's against God. It don't want the will of God. It don't want the things of God we have to live in this carnality but we don't have to live in the flesh part we need to practice to walking into the spirit realm of Jesus as long as you're walking in the spirit realm you will not yield to the will of the flesh but whenever you start walking in the will of the flesh you'll mind the things of the flesh it's a warfare every day we say every year, every year, year comes around. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. What do we do? Go right back in the same thing that we was used to in the year that just passed. We've got to press. Got to press. Got to press. Lord Jesus, I don't know about you, but I. I feel like there's so much more in God than I can get in what I'm getting. And I'm just going to be honest with you. And I know you probably feel the same way as I do. We could all do more. (coughs) Can I just be honest? I just want to be honest this morning. (laughs) word that the pastor has been ministering and been preaching to us and been bringing it to us the son of man ministry the kingdom my god we need it bad we need this bad we need to step into this bad i need to step into this bad i need to step into it bad 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 I get tired of fighting the same old devil's all the time, don't you? Hallelujah. I don't know why Pastor wanted me to have this microphone this morning, but I know I'm sure God had his reasons. I'm sure God had his reasons. But I can tell you one thing from experience, and I'm just going to share this with you, and I know this from experience in my life. When you're walking... And you're practicing walking in that spirit realm with Jesus every day. I mean, staying, constantly practicing, trying your best from the bottom of your heart to walk right in that spirit realm. I'm I'm talking about staying spiritual-minded all day long. That comes with really trusting and praying and asking God to help you walk there because you can't walk it by yourself. Sister Susie, it comes with knowing your God, knowing Jesus. And when you walk constantly in that spirit mind realm with Jesus, and I know this to be a fact that your faith is so strong because you don't allow Jesus to come in here and, and abode with you every day, every minute of the day and pray a prayer and let that prayer come from your heart and pray according to the will of God that faith don't rise up and said, I believe that. But our faith is hindered when we walk in the flesh and we let things get in our battlefield. And we begin to pray. And when you got that battlefield full of things, what is the devil going to do? He's going to hinder you in your prayer, he's going to come against you in your prayer through the battles of your mind. We need our faith. The Bible says it's impossible to please God without our faith. Lord, I don't even know why. Uh, Pastor, give me this microphone. But I can tell you from what I'm feeling. I feel like this is a crucial year. Sister Pat, I really feel like it's a crucial year for God's people to get serious. This is what I feel, Sister Susie. And I'm going to tell you, God is fixing to take some of his people into this kingdom. And if you ain't ready, you're going to get left behind. God's not going to keep waiting. Not go, God's not going to keep holding somebody back to that, that take us into this thing. He's going to bring him right on into it. If you miss it, you're going to miss it. But some people don't even know what this kingdom even exists of. I can tell you what I feel about it. I feel about it that it's going to be something in you that you cannot be hindered. You cannot be waved one way or the other. Nothing is going to happen in your life that you're going to accuse God. It's going to put you in the same mindset that Job was in. Yea, though he may slay me, yet I will serve him. I don't care what you lose. I don't care what you're battling, what you're going through, what the devil tries to put on you. It's going to keep your mindset, I trust him. I trust him. And I believe it's going to give you the full dominion over these spirits. You'll, God have mercy. Do you believe what I'm saying? It's going to put something in you. When, just like this son of man minister the pastor is talking about. It's going to put something in you. Whenever you walk up against the spirit, it is going to cry out. It will cry out for that part that's in you. That Christ that's in you, it's going to cry out just like they did with Jesus. I'm going to be like him. I want to be like him. I want to be just like him. That's what he wants us to be, just like him. Not like Susie, not like Donald. Not like ain't Pat, but like Jesus. Just like him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, peace Lord I'm sorry yeah yeah, it's all right it's good to see you it's good to see you hallelujah we just just want you to feel welcome to to join in and be a part of our service to be a part we just believe we don't we don't have no uh program here. Sometimes we come in, we pray, and we have Sister Susie, the uh, Zort. And, well, I say it Zort. She wind up preaching most of the time and bringing out and studying and explaining the Word. And she's really good, and we really, that's the way we go sometimes. in the Spirit sometimes, it, it leads for us to have a song, and sometimes it don't. We don't have a big crowd because people don't like that, so they don't come. Just be honest with you. But we believe in following the leadership of the Spirit of God. If it leads us to praise and worship, that's what we do. But if it don't, then we don't. We have a time that we come in and get in prayer. We don't have a time to get out of prayer. When we get in prayer, we don't get out of prayer until God gets through praying. And when we have the front part of the service, we have the front part of the service until we feel that God wants the Word to come forth, and then we ask the pastor to come up and bring the Word to us, and and that's just the way we do it around here. We don't have a form and a fashion and a religion. We don't have man-made doctrine. We believe in worship. As God says, worship. We believe in worship the way the Spirit says, worship. And whatever God teaches, that's what we listen to. We Don't have no programs, and we just do it the way God says, do it. Because you're not worshiping Jesus unless you're worshiping Him in the Spirit anyway. Amen? Until you enter into the Spirit of praise, you're not praising Him. Until you're doing it from the heart and believing it from your heart, and enter into that spirit of praise and worship lots of times we go through the form and the fashion but we don't never we don't never get into the worship part we don't never get into the praise part the bible says he inhabits your praise he inhabits your praise when it comes from the heart when it comes from the heart when you said lord god i thank you lord we forget about our problems this morning i tell you what it's just if you would, let's just stand and let's just pray. And, you know, I I know from a fact that I've come in this morning and, and we all have battles at home. But I can tell you why we have battles at home, and pastor's going to agree with this, and I'm just as guilty as the rest of them. pastor got to teaching us about having restoring your family altar. We, lots of us, we ain't never restored our family altars. We restored and remodeled the TV. Amen? It's the truth. It's the truth. I tell you what, the enemy's not going to stay where prayer's going on. So, amen? Amen? I know from a fact, last week we had to listen to our church services over the live stream last weekend, and and the ones that don't go to church in my home, they went to the other end of the trailer. They didn't stick around. So that <laughs> that tells me that when when the word's coming forth, if the enemy's there he's gonna he gonna he gonna vacate, he gonna leave. So So the best thing I can tell you, if you got problems in your home, bring bring you all to the living room where everybody wants to hang around and just begin to get on your knees, begin to pray, and you don't have to worry about that spirit anymore. Hallelujah. Because it will leave if you'll just get in prayer. Move your family altar to the living room where the TV's at and take the TV and put it over there in the toilet room somewhere where you don't never go except for just a few times a day. And Amen. And cut it off. And we don't really need it no way. Hallelujah. Bring our altar to the living room. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Then next Sunday, we'll have a different story when we come to church. Let's try that, wouldn't we? Let's just try that and see how it works out. Hallelujah. So the living room is going to be the prayer room. Hallelujah. That's the biggest room in the house anyway. Amen. Just bring your elders to the living room begin to pray. And next Sunday, I believe we'll have a different story when we come to the house of God. We'll come with a different outlook. I'll come with a different outlook. We all got problems, but it ain't nothing but the devil. ain't nothing but the spirit of the devil is all it is. Hallelujah. Father, we come to you this morning, Jesus. We ask you, Lord, that God, I know this morning we came into your house, Lord. We had things, Lord. I was just as bad as any of the rest of them, God, this morning. God, we came with different things on our minds. God, with been oh, God, with a battle of the flesh and things that goes on in our homes. God, I'm asking you this morning, God, that you clear our minds, clear our hearts. God, get us into this place this morning that we can worship you, and, God, that we can worship you in the spirit and the truth that, God, this morning and every hindrance this morning, God, you give us the word, God, the, the words in your word to do whenever we have things like this, God, in the And we just ask you this morning, God, that you'd help us go back to your word, God, and pull up on your word, God, this morning, Lord. And, oh, God, and reach, and God, and do the thing that your word says. God, we cannot defeat these things, God, unless we use your word, God. We've got to use your word in everything that we do this morning, Jesus. God, you said if we live by thy word, God, and and God, stand on your word. God, you said, God, that you would do these things, Lord. But we've got to stand on that word. We've got to apply the word. And we've got to live by the word this morning, Jesus for your word to work, God. Uh, God, we cannot use it as a crutch, God. Lord Jesus, God, people use it just like a gas can when they run out of gas, Lord. Uh, they'll run to the store and buy a gas jug just to put gas in, but after they pour the gas in the car, Lord Jesus, they'll throw the jug down on the side of the road and say, I don't need that no more. You move for me, but God, I tell you, Lord Jesus, uh, I'm asking you this morning, Jesus, God, uh, oh, Lord Jesus, that when we run out of gas, Lord, and we pour the gas in the car, Lord uh, Oh, God, to uh, help us to put the lid on it, God, and put it, God, right beside us, God. Because one time, oh, God, one time, God, we're going to need that refilling again, Lord. God, I'm asking you, God, to fill our prime this morning, Jesus. Uh, oh, God, we've lost our prime this morning, Jesus. Uh, oh, God, this morning, Lord. God, you people has everything, Lord, this morning, God, to be happy about, Lord, Jesus, this morning. Oh, God, and I'm asking you, Lord, Jesus, this morning to move in this place. Uh, oh, God. This morning, Jesus, God, prime us up, God, this morning, God. Help us, oh, God, to prime ourselves, Jesus, God. Oh, God, and set our feet on fire, Lord. Oh, Lord, Jesus, this morning, I feel like this is a year of the crucial year, Lord, that you people, God. Oh, God, the, oh, God, quit wavering to and fro, God, and to the right and to the left, God. Oh, God, being deceived, God. Oh, God, and letting down their guards, Lord, Jesus, but it's time. Oh, God, we put on the hope armor of God uh, that we might be able to fight. Uh, oh, God, that we might be able to fight every enemy, God, and everything, God, that comes against us, Lord. Uh, putting on that armor, God, just like Sister Lisa said, Lord. Uh, oh, that armor sitting over there in the corner, good and shiny, Lord. Uh, it's not being proved, God. Uh, help us to put on armor, God, and fight, Lord, and get some dings on it, Lord. Uh, oh, God, and some marks, God, on it, God, and some blood marks on it, Lord. Uh, oh, God, and, oh, God, is standing on that word, this morning, Jesus. Jesus, God, this morning, Lord, oh, God, putting on that, oh, God, that heaven, God, and those, uh, oh, God, those saints, God, that protect us, Lord, this morning, Jesus, this morning, oh, God, and quit being defeated by the enemy, oh, God, but everything, that God, that comes our way, oh, Jesus, we know, Lord, God, and help us to understand, oh, God, and everything that works for the enemy, he's going to come back and try it again, he's going to come back and try it again, but God, when those things come, Lord, if they'll drive us to our knees, Lord, and begin to pray and seek your face, uh, oh, God, in your knowledge and your wisdom, God, and how to fight these battles, Lord. Uh, oh, God, he'll be, uh, he'll be weary about coming after us that way again, Lord, because he knows what it's going to do. Uh, it's going to turn us, oh, God, to you. Uh, oh, Jesus this morning, uh, he don't want to use a thing that will drive you to your knees. Uh, he don't want to use a thing that will turn our faces towards you, uh, but he'll come in a way, Lord. Uh, oh, God, he'll search us out and he'll look, uh, and he'll search and he'll look. And try to find a weak place in us, but God, we Lord God, we need to stand up with strength. God is an eagle, Lord. Oh God, standing up, Lord. Oh God, this morning, Jesus. Oh God, standing up, knowing. Oh God, Lord Jesus, God this morning. Oh God, it seemed like. Oh Lord, the world's going to and for. Oh God, and eating never God, but the eagle won't ever eat anything, Lord. Oh God, he just eat those things that he killed himself. God, I need to receive it, Lord. God, we ask you to be in this service today, God. Oh Lord Jesus, God, and teach us, Lord, and help us this morning. Take the things, God. Oh God, it wants to hinder us this morning. Oh Jesus, it wants to hinder us this morning, Lord. It wants to hinder us this morning, God. Oh God, this morning, Jesus, God. Oh God, I stand here, don't even know what to do anymore, Jesus. I don't know what to do right now, God. I don't even know where to hand this microphone to. Oh Jesus God, oh thank you Lord Jesus, oh thank you Lord Jesus God. We're gonna, we're just gonna turn it to the pastor this morning, Jesus. Oh God, just keep reaching out and and receive this word this morning. Receive this word because I know this word is fresh off the throne of God this morning. This word, this word, I know it is. Come on, pastor, just obey the Lord. You Lord, a hand, clap as a pastor. Jesus.
1: Well, hello. I hope everybody's, hope everybody's awake now. Thank you, Jesus. <phone rings> Now this this morning, and I was preaching, and God was giving signs for the ministry of the Son of Man. Fix to step on the scene. We fix it to step into something. We fix it to step into something. But what do we know where God wants to take us? How many of y'all believe God's gonna move in 2017? How many of you gonna move with Him? Serious? How many of you gonna move with Him? If something didn't change in you in 2016, and you're still where you were in 2016, and now 2017's here, and you ain't got no plans to change, you ain't got no goals set, you ain't got nothing you're looking forward to moving into, you're fixing to miss. You're fixing to miss what God wants to work in your life. You fixing to miss it? I'm not gonna miss what God wants to do this year. Because there's a breaking forth. There's something happening. I can tell God's been talking to some of y'all. There's a breaking forth. There's an expectancy in your spirit. I can feel it. And so, what I'm going to tell you is when you come in this church, you better be ready to do something. Because I'm just liable to call on you and put the microphone in your hand, just to Oh, yeah. Sister Deborah, get ready. Get ready. Why? It's time to be up and about the Father's business. And I saw my niece praying this morning, so the Lord told me, he said, let Brother Donald pray with the people. So that's what I've done. But see, once I put it in your hands, it's up to you to be prepared. It's up to you to be ready. I believe there's actually going to be services the Spirit of the Lord's going to take over, and I'm going to get to sit down and listen to some of y'all. Let the Spirit of the Lord just take you over and just move you into the work, into what He wants to do. Because it's time to mature. It's time to come forward. And I want y'all to look at my Bible this morning. Y'all see any Bible markers? Y'all see any notes? I got two or three messages back there I could print out and preach to you this morning. Not going to. I'm going to go where the Spirit takes me. Amen. I'm going to go where the Spirit takes me. And it's not that if I'd prepared something, it wouldn't have been what the Spirit said, but the Lord just told me, he said, don't print nothing out, just go by the leadership of the Holy Ghost. So I'm excited. Amen. I feel a wheel turning in the middle of a wheel. Because the Lord spoke to us on New Year's Eve. We were gathered in prayer and Bible study in my home. My son was there. Brother Michael and Sister Patty come over. And the Lord told me just, gather together in prayer and seeking God and while we were studying the word the Lord spoke and he said I'm taking you into wisdom and a knowledge and an understanding of the word that's going beyond Pentecost he said I'm taking you to something deeper and I don't know if any of y'all felt it or not but there's something different about the word it's like the word is opening up it's like there's a new revelation a new understanding but for that to happen, you gotta study the word. <laughs> you gotta get in there and read it, you gotta study it. Amen. Once you start studying the word, I'm telling you, there's an excitement to me about studying the word. Because when I sit down and start studying the word, when when God reveals Himself, it's like you're reading the Word all over again. Brand new. When God brings a revelation of the Word. It's like he reveals himself brand new. Of course, God's brand new every day. According to the word, God's brand new every day. How many of y'all know God's brand new every day? And I don't know. I might just come out here and just sit down and start teaching. We've had plenty of preaching. Y'all believe we've had plenty of preaching? But I want people to know and understand what's being preached to them. If you don't understand what I'm preaching, what since me keep preaching? You know, it's kind of like that story I told y'all here. I think I told it here. I know I, I told it because uh, I was listening to a CD from when I was in uh, Savannah, two year, uh, 2015 in November. And they uh, they invited this preacher to come pastor church. So he went in there and he preached on Sunday morning. Boy, everybody was excited about the word. He come back and preached Sunday night and he preached the same thing. Everybody's still kind of excited. Wednesday night he preached the same thing. Next Sunday morning he preached the same thing. Everybody getting a little upset with him. They said, well, maybe with him moving and everything, And you know, he ain't had time to pray. Well, Sunday night he preached the same thing. So five times in a row he preached the same thing. So the deacons called him in. Said so we just want to know. Said so the word's good and we're enjoying it, but why you doesn't preach the same message five times in a row? He said, "Well, if you ain't gonna do what I'm telling you to start with, he said, what's preaching, what's sense in preaching something different? He said, if we can't get started and start practicing the word I'm preaching, what do you want me to preach something else for?" See, we want God to keep talking to us and talking to us. And I'm going to tell you, God's given us some of the greatest revelation of the word right here in the last year and a half that I think I've ever preached. But do we realize what God's given us, and do we have any plans to do anything with it? What's you go? I'm serious, what's your goal? What is your purpose and your plan of going forward in 2017? I just ask y'all, is God going to move in 20? Oh yeah, God's going to move. But are you going to move with Him? Are we going to let God change us and bring us forward into His plan and His purpose for our life and find His will? It's not hard to find the will of God. It's hard to find the will of God when you're trying to make the will of God your will. That's what's hard to do. When you're trying to get God to fit in your plan and your purpose, it's hard to find the will of God. So we've got to forget about what our plan and our purpose is. We've got to find out what God wants out of us. Brother, I'm going to pray for you. Stand up here. He's going through a great trial and a storm, and I. I know he needs strength. Y'all, pray, y'all reach out to the Lord with me right now. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Strengthening. Oh, mm, yeah. Strengthen his inner man, strengthen his outer man. Give him the wisdom to walk this out, Lord. Let your name be glorified and honored in everything. Because, Lord, you said all things work together for the good. To them who are the called according to your purpose. Lord, I know your hand's on his life and you give him strength physically, spiritually, mentally. You open shouting, Father. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Y'all just give God the praise. I want you to go with me Philippians, third chapter. And I'm going to preach by letter today. Just going to open my mouth and let her fly. That'd be all right. We're going to have a good time today. And you know, I've come to the settle in my spirit. I don't care what's happening in this church, as long as it's the mind and will of God. I don't care who's being used. You know, I, I've tried to figure out over the last, I'm going in 47 years of ministry now. And just since I went full time back in 78, I tried to figure out how many services that I preached here and abroad. It's probably close to 20,000. Because I had over 200 plus tent meetings that I preach sometimes. I hardly ever preached tent meeting. It wasn't 14, 15 days, if not 21 or longer. So just the tent meetings. And then when I'd preach in between the tents and pastor in the church and then all the evangelizing, it's probably close to 20,000 services. So I don't have preachers itch It's done been scratched. <laughs> I'm not itching to preach. But I am interested in seeing something develop in your lives. Because if I can't get you moving and get you to set a goal in God, then why did I need for God to give me more people? Is anybody with me? So, if I'm in prayer next week and I get up and I walk over here and say, "Sister Pat, pray with the people for a few minutes. Be ready. Sister Deborah, stand up and testify. Be ready. Why? Because you ought to be able to give a testimony about the God that's living in here. Or you ought to be able to pray. There ought to be something in you to move people. And something to manifest itself in what God's working in your life. It ain't that... I know everybody's not called to a pulpit ministry. You still should be able to talk about Jesus. Amen? Amen? Still should be able to pray a few minutes and leave folks in prayer. I'm not talking about sit there and think of the Lord. I'm talking about let the Spirit get in it. I'm ready for the Spirit to move. I'm ready for the Spirit to move. But I want to read something to you, and I'm in Philippians, the third chapter. And I'm going to read verse 10. It says this. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. And I'm going to go ahead and read verse 11. If by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. Now, I want to drop on down if I can find what I'm looking for. Y'all hang with me. Verse 14. Paul said, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Paul said, I press. That means there's a push, there's labor, there's effort. And I've heard people quote this scripture. So I heard somebody quote it one time and I just said, what are you pressing for? Well, I'm pressing for that mark. Well, what was that mark? Oh, I'm pressing for the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ. Well, what is that? See, I don't just read the Bible. I want to know what it says. I want to break it down to where I can understand it and God can reveal to me what he's saying. What is the prize? Does any of y'all know what the prize is that Paul said he's pressing for? Anybody know? I mean, I preached to y'all for a year and a half, and y'all, the fullness of Christ. Verse 10 is what Paul's pressing for. That I may know him in the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of sufferings; That I'm going to come to the understanding of what happened to him and be made like him, be made conformable unto him in his death. That if by any means... I can reach, I can attain to the resurrection of the dead. And he, what Paul wasn't talking about when he went to heaven, he's talking about down here. Because he went on and said, I have not already attained this. He said, I ain't got this yet, but I'm pressing toward it. So, what's your goal in 2017? What's the mark? You don't ever set goals in the natural; you ain't going anywhere. You know, my son used to teach the young people in Fort Payne. We didn't have a a place where teach them, so we had we we made a big lobby out there. So he'd just take them out in the lobby and close the doors, and, and teach them while we was having teaching in the church. Their Sunday we had a we had a teaching service and a preacher. Y'all think I'm long up here, man? We used to have a prayer service, a teaching service, and a preaching service. <laughs> Didn't we? And my son take the young people out there in the lobby and shut the doors of the sanctuary. And he talked to them, Sister Susie. He said, what's your goal in the natural? Every one of them he'd go to, what's your goal? What's your goal? What are you wanting to do in your life? What are you wanting to become? What's your purpose? What are you, what are you wanting to happen in your life? one young man told him, my son looked at him and says, All right, now, what's your plan? He said, What? He said, How are you going to get to this goal? Because it ain't just going to happen. You've got to have a plan to get there. Did y'all know in God it ain't just going to happen? You've got to have a plan to get there. So Paul said, I'm pressing toward the mark. i got my eyes on that bullseye out there. Y'all remember when I stood right here? And this is what the Lord showed me in Alabama. I stood right here, and I put my feet just like this. And I said, if I walk just like this straight to that door, and that door's my mark, I'm going to hit my mark. But just... One inch. If I turn my feet just one inch and start walking, the more I walk, the more I'm going to get off course. Just, just a little bit. Just a little bit. In Revelation, I believe it's 2. It might be in the third chapter. But the Lord told us, he said, Repent from which thou art fallen. Go back and do your first works. And if you look at that word fallen up, it means you got off course. You just one inch you're of getting off course, Sister Pat, the more you go off course, the more you're gonna miss your mark. So it is necessary that we get the right teaching. It is necessary that we abide in the right doctrine. Because the apostle John told him, he said, if any man come to your house and bring not the doctrine of Christ, don't let him in. Don't let him in. So, it depends on what you fellowship. It depends on what you put in your spirit. And I saw something this morning in prayer. And I'm I'm looking for something to demonstrate with. But I saw something in prayer. Brother Elder, don't you come help me? Stand right there. She Kathy, come help me. Let's say this is a prize. You got your eye on that prize. Now I want you to walk toward that prize and reach your hand out. Like you're going to take it. No. you got to deal with this first. This upsetness has come. This trouble's happened. This has come to distract and deflect your attention. And if you let this distract and deflect your attention, you're not going to be able to put your hand on that prize. I saw this over and over and over in prayer this morning that every time we made that step, distraction came. Upsetness with our family, upsetness in life, upsetness with the job. Something to get our mind off of focus off that mark. Something to deflect the very call and purpose of God that God was reaching out to give us. God didn't do it. We allowed it to deflect us. And that's why Paul said, I'm pressing. I'm pressing. Come here, Justin. Go ahead and sit down, Sister Kathy. I'll use Justin to demonstrate this because I can't do it with Sister Kathy. You believe that God's got a place for you? You believe he's got a mark? Do you have your eyes on a mark? Do you have a purpose? Or are you pressing toward it? So what's going to hinder you? Go ahead and reach out for it. Are you going to press? See, we think we're just going to, all right, God, here I am, do something. Now you're going to fight. The kingdom of heaven suffered violence, and the violent take it by what? Force. We are not being forceful. God showed us what he's doing in prayer right here in this church. I repeat it time and time again. You know what the hardest thing to get people to do is? Come together and pray. Come together and pray and get in prayer and really go to prayer. Well, I'm going to come pray 20 minutes. I don't want you to come pray 20 minutes. I want you to come get in the spirit of prayer. I want you to let prayer take you over. I want the spirit of God to get a hold of you. You think you can get it? You see what I'm saying? Something's always going to hinder. Something's always going to fight. Something's always going to press. Something's always going to stop you from pressing toward the mark of the prize of the high calling to possess this resurrected power of Christ. Does that put it out there plain enough? They no one of us in our walking relationship with God that the enemy don't distract. And he don't deflect. That's his purpose. That's his purpose. So, I'm going to relate to y'all. The Lord visited me Monday morning. At least I think he visited me. So I'm going to re- relate to y'all. What God put in my spirit Monday morning. It's five o'clock in the morning. I was sound asleep. Y'all ever had God wake you up? It's like the Lord woke you up about that TV show, you remember that? The Lord knows how to get your attention. If your mind's on him and your heart's is toward him, the Lord will always be doing something to get your attention but I was asleep and I heard a voice speaking here that I might know him in the power of his resurrection. Heard it speak right in here. Man, that thing brought me out of a sound sleep. I laid there in bed a few minutes. I knew where the scriptures was. Right there in Philippians 3 and 10 where I just read them to you. And so I laid there, and I waited, and I meditated. Because, see, I've had God speak to me before. And I've kind of said, yeah, I know the Scripture, Lord. I've preached it. I've quoted it. I had God tear my hide up one time. I ain't. (laughs) I ain't looking for him to do it again. I'm going to tell you something. When the Lord chastises you, it hurts. And it stays with you. So I didn't move none too quick. I just waited. I was laying there, meditating on this, and I started thinking, Lord, you spoke to me back in 2006 about the power of a resurrected life. You spoke to me. I said, I preached it. I've researched it. I've studied it. And then I started asking myself, have I explored every area of Jesus' life when he was resurrected and became the Christ? Have I explored everything you've done in him? Have I explored it? And as I laid there, I heard the voice of the Lord speak to me again. It wasn't audible, but it is in here. He said, what is the power of his resurrection? A lot of people say, well, you know, he died on the cross, and the third day he was raised up, and that's all they know. They never explore the power of the resurrected Christ. They never explore it. They never study it. They never get into it. Something happened in Jesus. When he was raised from the dead, he became the Christ. And I brought this out to you all before. Eight people in the Bible, starting in the Old Testament and coming on through the New Testament, was raised from the dead. We've tracked them down. We've eight people. Jesus would be nine. But eight people died and was raised from the dead. But not a one of them was raised eternal. And not a one of them was raised immortal and incorruptible, but Jesus. Why? Boy, it just stinks to get raised from the dead and have to die all over again. <laughs> but every one of them that got raised had to die again. Amen? But every one of them that was raised except Jesus, they was raised back to life. They were still mortal. They were still corruptible. And they still had to die again. But he was raised immortal. He was raised eternal and incorruptible. Am I right? So have you ever asked yourself why? Have you ever asked yourself what is the power of the resurrection? I've got notes on all this. I can print them out for you. Because man, when God started talking to me. So I laid there Just a little while longer, and I heard that voice speak again. Out of Ephesians one and verse twenty. That's where I'm fixing to go. Cause this is what he what it says, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead. That's what that voice spoke to me. That third time. And I'm going to tell you something. When that boy spoke to me that time, I sat straight up in the bed. And I was up now that bed in the office, turned my Bible program on. And I started studying. Because <laughs> I want to know. Y'all with me in Ephesians 1 and 20? Let's back up a little bit. Let's go back up to uh, verse 18. Because this is something i found God's doing since the first of the year. He's opening the eyes of my understanding. Verse 18 says, The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling, and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Any of y'all believe you're heirs of God? Anybody believe you're heirs of God? All right, so what's your inheritance? Do you know? The kingdom? Do Do you know what belongs to you? But you got to do what it takes to get that inheritance. Let me tell you something. God will write you out of his will. You ain't never heard of people that are, got rich parents getting, getting written out of the will because they didn't do what pleased the Father? You can get written out of God's will. Amen? He said there, there, there are things that are going to happen. I'm going to blot your name out of the Lamb's Book of Life. He blots you out. You're out of his will. Amen. You're out of his will. So, do you know what your inheritance is? Have you ever thought about what your inheritance is? Have you, have you ever studied the Word? And what God wants you to have that belongs to you. You know, the Bible tells you in Hebrews, you know, if I got a rich daddy, and he's left me a bunch of property and money, and I don't get that till he dies. Is that right? And it talks about in Hebrews that there's a will. But the will is not a force until the testator dies. Well, the testator happens to be Jesus. And he happens to have died. Woo! So that means I can start getting my inheritance. Is anybody following me today? If you had a relative died and left you millions of dollars, Somebody try to cheat you out of it. How long would it take you to get you a good lawyer and go after that inheritance? Not long. But see, here the Lord has left us an inheritance, and we can inherit it now. We can start inheriting this now. It's like we're waiting for something to happen out there for us to get our inheritance. No, I won't mind right now. <laughs> Come on now. So how long do you want me to come out here in 2020 and be preaching the same thing to you? And you ain't like moved one bit to possess your inheritance? See, if it's something in the natural, like I said, if there's a lot of property, a lot of money it's taken out, we're going to fight for it. We're going to fight for it. But are we fighting for what's ours spiritually? Are we fighting for what already belongs to us? Come on now, children. Verse 19. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us? That means toward me and you. What's the power that he's given toward us? What is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe according to the working of his mighty power? We'll all confess there's a mighty power in God. Will we not? We'll, we'll say God can do anything. We'll confess there's a working of the power in God. But he said, this is towards you. That there should be a working of his power in you. Those that believe, there should be a working of the power. There should be a working of the power. Amen. There should be a working of the power. Man, I was on my knees this morning and I was in prayer and I started out with the Lord's Prayer and before I could even get two or three verses, lines in the Lord's Prayer, Spirit of God hit me. I mean it hit me and the Holy Ghost started moving on me and next thing I know I was praying, whatsoever ye bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever ye loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. And I start telling God, I said, it's time for me to understand that. It's time for me to understand the authority and dominion of the kingdom, that what I speak, if I bind something, you're going to bind it in heaven. If I lose something, you're going to lose it in heaven. Not just according to my will, not just what I want, but being led by the Spirit, being moved by the Spirit, there should be a power and an authority of God in us through the name of Jesus. Is that right? Well, I'm about ready to jump benches and shout hallelujah and y'all sitting there and I can't get you to come alive. Because see, I feel something working. I feel an authority and a dominion. And I start asking God. I said, God, what is it? Teach me. Teach me how to bind whatever I need to bind on earth. Because if I bind it by your spirit, by your word, through that name, you said you'd bind it in heaven. Is that what he said? He said, whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you need loosed by the Spirit of God, by the unction of the Holy Ghost, you need me to loose something and it's by my will, by my spirit, you go ahead and loose it down here and I'll loose it up there. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. In heaven, so let it be in earth. To so the authority, dominion, the power. How many of y'all believe God rules heaven? You believe everything's under subjection to him? He said, well, let thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. So he's wanting to release that kingdom power in earth. In here. That his word and his authority and his dominion can rule earth as it rules heaven. That's what the kingdom is. Is the authority and dominion of God taking its abode right here. That the greatness of his power that is toward us. There's the working of his mighty power in us. My God is anybody getting what I'm saying. I'm not going through twenty seventeen bound. There's something moving in me. There's a there's something working. I feel God getting me ready for something to break forth. I feel a breaking forth of the spirit of God and I started screaming at God today in prayer break forth, break forth, break forth, break forth I'm ready for a book of Acts I'm ready for miracles on the street I'm ready for deliverance I'm I'm ready to see the spirit of God hit Elegy in a stand in the city square with five or six thousand people gathered to hear the word of the Lord and miracles and deliverance begin to happen I'm ready for the kingdom to be revealed I'm ready uh, for his will to be done in earth uh, as it is in heaven. uh, I'm ready uh, my God uh, I'm ready uh, to be one of those men uh, that turn the world upside down uh, has come to elegy also I'm going after it I'm going after it says Susie I done preached this too long I ain't interested in preaching it no more. I'm interested in demonstration. You know, Paul said in 1 Corinthians, the second chapter, he said, I didn't come to you with enticing words of men's wisdom. I didn't come to you in great swelling words. I God, I'm not going to come out here educated and tell y'all that I feel a spasmodic exemption <laughs> repercussion fixing to happen. And I'm not going to tell you that's the way the old spheroid reverberates. or That's the way the uh, demosphere disintegrates. Brother matter what are you talking about? It's just what I'm talking about. The gospel's simple. The way the old uh, demosphere disintegrates, that's the way the cookie crumbles. The way the old spheroid reverberates, that's the way the ball bounces. Well, see, some people, they want to talk with great, swelling words of men's wisdom. I had a real good friend. He'd gone on to be with the Lord now. He told me one time, he said, you know, Brother Metter, he said, I think I'm just going to have a spasmodic epidemption repercussion for no other reason. I just feel like doing it. I just look at him, so what are you talking about? He said, I'm just going to throw a Holy Ghost fit because it feels good. (laughs) I said, well, just say so. Because you don't speak in a language people can understand. And I'm simple folk. I say can't and ain't, mater and tater and y'all. I didn't come with enticing words of men's wisdom. But I did come in the demonstration of the Spirit and Power of God that your faith might not stand in the wisdom of men, but your faith might stand in the power of God. People got all this wisdom and knowledge and understanding, and they can't heal a sick fly. I'm serious, it's wrong. There's nothing wrong with education. When your education binds your spirit, man, something wrong. Something wrong. I'm ready for God to reveal himself. I'm ready for the manifestation of the Spirit of God to be demonstrated. And I went out in revivals, and y'all seen God move right here, and I went out in revivals, y'all seen God move in Payne. I've had great miracles for years. I've had great miracles, but it's fixing to get greater. It's fixing to be book of Acts. It's fixing to be beyond anything this generation's seen. Why? It's God's timing it's God's timing to reveal this power toward us. Are y'all hearing what I'm reading? Uh, stay with me right here. Stay with me right here in Ephesians 1 in verse 19. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead? See, there was a power wrought in Christ. There was an authority and dominion wrought in Jesus when he resurrected. He was no longer the man, but he was the Christ. He was the Christ. Are you hearing me? Hallelujah. Resurrected, went into the heavens, put his blood on the mercy seat, descended back, and he became the man, Christ Jesus. He was God, but he still had the body of a man. Didn't have no blood, but he still had the body of a man. He knew what it was like to be a man. He walked as a man, lived as a man, thought as a man, understood as a man, fought the enemy as a man. Why? To be mine and your example. To teach us we can do this. We can do this. We can possess this. We can possess this kingdom. We can possess what he wrought in Christ. When he raised him from the dead because it brought a power uh, and an authority and a dominion uh, not just into the Christ uh, but it brought it back to man brought it back to him and we sit and let the devil beat our brains out we sit and try to believe doctrines and traditions that's been preached to us that church is just set in doctrine and died time to shake yourselves. Y'all hear me? It's time to shake yourselves. It's time to shake yourselves. Because y'all know what he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead? Are y'all hanging with me? When did God speak that to you, Lisa, when I was in the hospital two years ago? Most of y'all know that I like to die with sugar in December of 2014. Attacked me out of nowhere. I didn't even know I had it. When she took me to the emergency room, 3.30 in the morning, doctor finally found out what was going on. He told her. He said he's alive right now in a heartbeat he couldn't be. And I don't know when God spoke that to her, but somewhere, huh? Is that when you went to the chapel and prayed or was before that, God spoke to her? So I went in about 3.30 in the morning, probably about 4.35 o'clock, they had me in ICU. And they told her, said, ain't no guarantee he's going to live. She started praying, reaching out to the Lord, and the Lord spoke to her what he wrote in Christ. When he raised him from the dead. Because, see, when he raised him from the dead, there was a power. For me and you. There was a working of his mighty Power. There was a working of his mighty power to be revealed in here, to be revealed in there. There was a working of his mighty power. Hallelujah. Are y'all listening to me? Which he wrought in Christ When he raised him from the dead And set him at his own right hand In heavenly places The right hand is the power of God The right hand is the authority And dominion of God When Jesus was resurrected Went to heaven Put his blood on that mercy seat The Bible said he obtained Eternal redemption for me and you But then he descended back down And he stood before his disciples And he said all power In heaven and earth is given unto me uh, now all power in heaven and earth uh, is given unto me, uh, and you are an heir with God, uh, but you are a joint or equal heir with Christ. Uh. Are y'all hearing me? You don't know what your inheritance is. Uh. Your inheritance is equal, uh, equal joint heir with Christ. Joint heir, uh, joint heir, joint heir. Uh, that means the same thing he possessed. Uh, you can possess uh, the same thing he obtained. Uh, you can obtain. Uh. Are you hearing me? And we sit around here. Uh, let the the devil beat up on us, uh, get us down, get us discouraged, uh, put us through all kind of hell and upsetness uh, and depression and discouragement because uh, we don't know what's in our will. uh, We don't know what's been written in our will. We don't know what's been paid for. uh, He said what he wrote in Christ uh, when he raised him uh, from the dead. You know, I know told y'all a story about the man that years ago, the only way you would get across the Atlantic Ocean is for airplanes. He had to take a ship. So he saved his money, got him a ticket. And he went and bought him a big block of cheese, a big old thing of crackers because he knew it was going to take two or three weeks to get across that ocean. He's going to have to have something to eat. Every day he'd walk by that dining hall. He'd look at them people eating all that fancy food and all that good food and he'd just sit there in his mouth with just water and he'd just drool. So finally the last day he was standing outside the dining room just looking and then the captain walked up to him. He said, I've noticed you standing out here. He said, I just wondered why you never come in the dining room and eat with us. He said, man, he said, I got me some cheese and crackers, and he said, I've been eating on that. He said, I don't have the money to go in there to eat. He said, man, the price of your ticket included the dining room. The price of your ticket included that buffet in there. So the price of what Jesus has done is all-inclusive with everything. And we run around here nibbling on cheese and crackers. everything that the Lord has wrought uh, that's been wrought in Christ uh, when he raised him from the dead is ours to possess uh, and because we ain't been taught because people taught uh, they are gonna get all this up in heaven uh, and they got some little old uh, prayer and testimony and something feeble and weak uh, my God ain't weak uh, my God ain't weak, my My God's all power all authority, uh, all dominion through Jesus Christ uh, and if the Holy Ghost is the Spirit of Christ uh, and he comes back and lives in you, uh, that means His mind, His authority, uh, His power, His dominion, uh, His word. uh, Every bit of it comes to live right here. uh, And it's yours to use freely uh, through His name. Y'all ain't going to nibble on cheese and crackers in 2017. Y'all done enough nibbling in 2016. time walked through them doors of that dining room sitting out at that table and say, bring it on I'm hungry feed me Lord you know I was sitting there trailer this morning uh, uh, an old song crossed my mind and I just started singing the words to it I once was lost in sin then Jesus took me in and then a little light from heaven filled my... I said, little light? Why is everything with these folks little? Jesus said, I'm the light of the world, now you're the light of the world. A city set on a hill can't be hid. You ain't stand up there holding a flashlight. Now let us have a little talk with Jesus. Why little? Why is everything little? My God's the light of the world. Oh, this little light of mine. Man, I ain't got no little light in me. I got the light of the world in me. Are y'all with me? And everything that's sung about or preached about or talked about in 90% of the churches is you going to get it up there. Man, if I don't get something down here, I ain't going to get up there. I got to have something down here now, brother, or I may not get up there. God wants to reveal something in us. He's put the word before us, and Paul said that I may know him in the power of his resurrection that I may know him in what he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead that I may know the exceeding greatness of that power that's to usward that I may know that he set him far above the very next verse said he set him far above all principalities and powers are you hearing me or he gave him dominion over all demons all principalities all powers what did Paul say in Ephesians 6 we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but we wrestle against principalities and powers of darkness, we wrestle against spiritual wickedness in high places, Paul said we wrestle against it, you know why God lets you wrestle against it to mature you, to get you ready for this power that he wrote in Christ when he raised him from the dead, cause when he raised him from the dead, he gave him dominion over everything my God am I preaching to myself today Verse 21. I'm trying to show y'all what he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead. Because this is your inheritance. This is what belongs to you. And if y'all want to stay outside the dining room and eat cheese and crackers and drool, go somewhere else. I want you to eat the meat of the word. I want you to eat the meat of the spirit. I want you to come to knowledge and understanding what's written in your will, what's written in his will, what's written in your inheritance. I want you to know what you can possess. Set him at his own right hand in heavenly places, verse 21, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named not only in this world but also in that which is to come. His name took authority over everything. The name of Jesus took authority over everything. Are y'all with me? It took authority over everything in this world or in this age and in the ages to come. The name of Jesus has authority over everything. He put everything under his feet. He conquered everything. He, he gained dominion over everything. Are y'all listening to me? This is what he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead. And had put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church which is his body. The fullness of him that filleth all. God's wanting to take us to the fullness of Christ. He wants to take us to the latter rain of the Holy Ghost. We've had the former rain. We've had the rain. We've had an earnest of the Spirit, but now God wants us to give us the fullness of this thing. And y'all satisfied to dance around with part? I don't want part. I've had part. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 13, when I was a child, I spake as a child, I thought as a child, I understood as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. He said, I know in part, I understood in part, I prophesied in part, he said, I've done everything in part, but when that which is perfect or mature or complete came. And that's in 1 Corinthians 13 probably about 6 through the end of the chapter he said when that which is perfect has come that which is in part is done away with we, we've known God in part for years Paul said right now I see through a glass darkly I remember I was preaching this in Fort Payne and I took about 5 or 6 pairs of sunglasses and I kept putting them on and I said the more I put these sunglasses on the darker it gets I, Paul said right now I see through a glass darkly I said but them dark glasses fixing to be taken away and I'm fixing to know him face to face I'm fixing to come the knowledge of him and I'm going to know him as even as I also am known in the power of his resurrection yeah it's going to take the fellowship of his sufferings but it's going to take the power of his resurrection hear what I'm saying to you nobody has ever been endued with the power of the resurrected Christ it ain't happened yet this is for us this is for us Are y'all hearing me? This is our inheritance. This is our inheritance. This is our inheritance. Hallelujah. I got my eyes on a better resurrection. (laughs) I'll have to get into that later. I got my eyes on a prize. I got my eyes on a mark. And I realize that everything's been conquered. Everything's been put under his feet. When something's put under his feet, it's in a position of servitude. I remember when the Lord spoke to me, we was having service at your house, Sister Kathy. And I remember when the Lord spoke out of Genesis, and he he told the devil, he said, the woman's heel is going to bruise your head. That means you're going to be under her feet. You're going to be under the feet of my people. You're going to be under the... Feet of the Church of the Living God, you're gonna be under their feet. That's a place of servitude. When somebody's down on their face and down on their knees, you can put your foot on their head. When you can put your foot on them and walk on them, and you can bruise them, they flat down. They servants. They they in a position of servitude, and that's what he told Satan. He said, Satan, I, he said that woman I, or my living I'm the Church of the Living God's fixing to bruise your head. Are you hear me? You may bruise her heel, but she's fixing to bruise your head. And that's when the Lord showed me Satan. I belong. Only one place and that's under your feet He belongs under your feet The authority that he wrought in Christ When he raised him from the dead Put Satan back in a place of servitude Because he said He has put all things under his feet Everything's been put under his feet Everything in heaven Everything in earth Everything in hell When he was raised from the dead He was given total authority and dominion Over everything in heaven Everything in earth and everything in hell Because he stood and told his disciples all power in heaven and earth it's given to me I conquered everything ain't you ever read in Colossians 2 where he said he triumphed over his enemies openly put them under his feet every demon the power of death, sickness, disease before he ever went to the cross he told his disciples he he, he ordained 70 and sent them out they come back rejoicing and say well Lord even the devils are subject to us in thy name how many how many churches, how many preachers, how many saints you know that even the devils are subject? Through the name of Jesus. No, we don't have this. We're missing something. And God's trying to reveal to us he's bringing us to a place now he wants to reveal this he wants to open our understanding to this he wants to bring us into a place that, that power and authority that he paid for with his death, burial and resurrection of what he faced the devil with and come out with the keys of hell and death I, he's got them now Satan has no power Satan has no power Satan has no power you say well, brother Metter I'm fighting you being matured you being, being brought to the place of responsibility and wisdom and understanding how many people do you know No, God's going to be able to put this authority in. It's going to take great wisdom, great responsibility, and great maturity for God to put this in somebody. God ain't going to turn you loose with this, with all power in heaven and earth, the word that come out of your mouth. uh (laughs) Uh-uh. Uh-uh. And the Lord told us New Year's Eve, he said, you better be careful what you say. Guard your words. He said, your words are going to become weighty and powerful. That's what Paul That's what Paul said. He said, my words have become weighty and powerful. Did you know that Paul walked in to minister to a man in a little island called Paphos? He had sent for him. He was the county deputy. And there was a sorcerer there by the name of Elimaeus or Bar-Jesus that withstood Paul. And Paul just looked at him. He said, you child of the devil. <laughs> he said, you child of all subtlety and mischief. He said, let there be a darkness and a mist fall on you. And that darkness and mist fell on him. He had to have somebody lead him around by his hand for a season. Your words become weighty and powerful. There's an authority and dominion in God. We ain't never walked in. God's wanting to reveal. Peter was preaching in the temple. and Ananias come in. He went and sold a piece of land. People were selling land. They were selling possessions, giving it to the gospel. Where it was such an act of God, move of God. Peter was walking the street and his shadow was healing the sick. We ain't seen this. People can tell you they got what they got. People on the day of Pentecost, they got the same thing. They got the Holy Ghost. I ain't just seen the manifestation of it. I've seen healings. I've seen miracles. But I ain't never seen that. You ever seen anybody walk down the street and their shadow healed the sick? We ain't seen it. It ain't been manifest. It ain't been revealed. Fiction be revealed. But Ananias come in, Peter looked at him and said, you sell that piece of land? He said, yeah. He said, for so much? He said, yeah, for so much. He just looked at him and said, why have you lied to the Holy Ghost? When the piece of property was yours and you sold it, you didn't have to lie about it. See, he lied about it because he was greedy. And he didn't want to give God that offering because if he said, I sold it for $10,000, He'd have to give God a bigger offering than he did if he said it sold it for six or seven. Peter told him. He said it cost you. Fell down dead. Y'all think I preach law? Paul said about three hours later Peter's still preaching. <laughs> he didn't come Ananias. Ananias' wife, not knowing what happened. Peter said, you and your husband said that priest of the land? She said, yes, for so much, yeah, for so much. He said, how is it that y'all agreed together to tempt and lie to the Holy Ghost? See, this is the kind of authority and power the church is fixing to walk back into. So the fear of God will be there. When she said that, she fell down dead. The men had just buried her husband, come in, wound her up, took her out and buried her. Are y'all listening to me? They called Peter. He's up in Joppa. Dorcas or Tabitha died. Joppa was nigh to their city. They called Peter. He come over there, put them all out of the room, got down and prayed. He wasn't praying for the power to raise the dead. He was praying whether it was the will of God. He had the power. Because he just turned to her and said, he said, Tabitha, get up. He wasn't praying for the power. He's praying for the mind and will of God. He had the power. See, we've not seen a visitation of the Spirit of God. Yet they brought in the book of Acts. But we're fixing to. We ain't seen the ministry that walked in Jesus on this earth. But we're fixing to. Because that's where God's taken us. This is the ministry of the Son of Man. See, the Lord told me. He said, this is what I wrought in Christ. When I raised him from the dead, I set him over everything. I made his name powerful in this world and the world to come. Hebrews, first chapter. I'll get these notes printed out on the power of the resurrection. I didn't know where God was going to take me. But I'll get these printed out and give them to you. Well, man, let's get a mark for next week. Let's get a goal, let's get, let's be up and about the Father's business. Y'all with me? Let's go to Hebrews 1 and 1. Sometimes you don't know where it starts, better just start from the beginning. God who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in times past unto the fathers by the prophets hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things. See, Jesus was appointed the heir of all things. That means we're the heir of all things. Because we're equal. We're heirs with God and joint heirs with Christ. By whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person. That means what was revealed in Jesus when he walked this earth his nature, his mind, his compassion, his mercy, his deliverance, that, that was God being revealed. Jesus was the express image of God being revealed to his people because in John 14, when, I believe it's 14, Philip said unto him, Lord, show us the Father and it suffices us. He said, Philip, when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. You've seen the Father manifest in the flesh. You've seen the express image of the person of God. You've seen it revealed. When you've seen, it. When you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Are y'all understanding? He was the Father. He was the express image of the Father. He was the revealing of God manifest in the flesh. The only way you're going to win this world is we're going to be the revealing of Christ made manifest in our mortal flesh. We're going to live as He lived, walk as He walked, talk as He talked, do what He done. And if His Spirit, if the Spirit of the Christ, which is the Holy Ghost, lives in us, what's to stop us? And the Holy Ghost is so much more than talking in tongues. The Holy Ghost is going to be Christ revealed in you. His mind, his nature, his compassion, his mercy, his wisdom. Yes, his power and authority. But don't go seeking for power. Because power ain't the answer. We've seen power. We've seen power revealed. We, I was raised in the days of the healing and revival. I've seen all manner of miracles. But I've never seen anybody put on the nature and the mind and the wisdom and the compassion and the mercy of the Christ. That's what our generation, this is for us. The power will come with it. The power will come with it. You know, I went to a radio studio in Boone, Mississippi to preach one Sunday. And I preached, and the man in there was running the soundboard. I come out, he said, can I talk to you for a minute, preacher? I said, yeah. He said, I've been saved to 20 years. And he said, I've been seeking the Holy Ghost twenty years and ain't got it yet. I said, Whoa, wait a minute. That don't that don't even sound right. He said, I have. I've been seeking the Holy Ghost twenty years and I don't and I ain't got it yet. I said, How do you know I ain't got you ain't got it? He said, Because I ain't spoken tongues. I said, Is your life changed? He said, Oh yeah. I said, Is Christ taking evil out of your heart? I said, Are you beginning to see the fruit of the Spirit talked about in Galatians five? I said, are you beginning to see that? He said, yeah. He said, that started happening right after I gave my heart to the Lord. He said, but everybody keeps telling me because I don't talk in tongues, I ain't saved, I ain't got the Holy Ghost. I said, man, there are so much more manifestations of the Holy Ghost than just tongues. I said, I've seen people talk in tongues and didn't have one bit of compassion, love, or mercy. I said, because you can't judge it on one attribute. Ooh, got quiet in here. <laughs> and so I I reached down and I took my shoe off and showed him my shoe. I said, you see, see that shoe right there? He said, yeah. I said, somebody bought me that pair of shoes. And I said, I went into the shoe store. And I said, I picked out the shoe I wanted, told them what size I needed. And I said, they went and got it for me. He said, okay. He was looking at me kind of puzzled. I said, I didn't ask him if the tongues come with it." I said, because the tongue come with the shoe. Y'all can't blame her for me. (laughs) I see some of y'all looking at her and saying, I I am what I am by the grace of God. She didn't have nothing to do with it. I was this this way before we got married 35 years ago. And he just looked at me and she said, now that makes sense. I said, just seek for the Spirit of Christ. Don't worry about the tongues. I said, somewhere they'll show up. They come with it. When you get the Spirit of Christ, it's a package deal. <laughs> when I left there, he was smiling. He said, "Now that makes a lot of sense." Been bad if I'd asked for that pair of shoes and that man come back with the tongues and shoelaces. And that's all he come back with, and I'd had to say, "Well, where, where, where's the rest of the shoe?" Am I making sense to you? I said, am I making sense to you? Hallelujah. Who is the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high and being made so much better than the angels as he hath by inheritance obtained a more excellent name. And they See he obtained that name He obtained that name And all power in heaven and earth is put in that name It's put in that name of Jesus And it's been given to us Did you know That if you are blood bought Spirit filled You joined yourself to Christ You've taken on his name Then all power that that name possesses Belongs to you Everything my name possesses belongs to her. When I put money in the bank, she can sign her name because she's got my name. And that check will go through just like it's got my name on it. Anything that belongs to me belongs to her through my name. But we don't use the name of Jesus. How many times have you read in the Scripture that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess. The Scripture don't say there's coming a day. When you're in a circumstance, in a situation, the Spirit of God moves on you, and you're moved by the Spirit, and you speak the name of Jesus, everything involved in that situation comes under subjection to that name of Jesus and that authority that's in you. Every knee right there has to bow. Every tongue has to confess. I don't care if it's in heaven, in earth, or under the earth. Everything is subject to that name because he was given that power when he raised him from the dead. What he wrote in Christ has been given to us. But we've got to learn to use it by the leadership of the Holy Ghost. We've got to learn to use it by the leadership of the Spirit. And every time we reach for something in God, we've got to quit letting the devil distract us. Get our focus. Get our attention deflected on something else. It's the devil's delight to upset you. So I'm going to tell you something. You really get upset in your spirit, you're going to talk about it. do not need to go any further. You're going to talk about it, and you're going to talk about it, and you're going to talk about it, and you're going to talk about it. And sometimes the more you talk about it, the matter you get. But you need to learn to shut it down. Because Jesus said every idle word that you speak, which is means doubting and unbelieving, you're going to give it account thereof in the day of judgment. He said, by the words of your mouth, you shall be justified. By the words of your mouth, you shall be condemned. If you don't latch hold to that word, latch hold to the working of the Spirit. Put the devil back in his place. I like Brother Michael Harris. He's our pastor in Fort Payne. Y'all know him. He was preaching one day this way back, and I was still at church. And he was preaching one day. He says Pat, and he held that foot up right there. He said, "Y'all see that right there?" he held it up. I said, "Y'all see that right there? Right there. Y'all see my. Y'all see the soul? He said, "That's the only thing I give the uh, the devil permission to ever do to every day is to see the bottom of my feet." He said, "That's all the devil gets to see." He said, "He don't get to come up above the sole of my feet because God put him under my feet." God put him under my feet through Jesus Christ. All things have been put under Jesus' feet. Everything. He's Lord over everything. Every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that he is Lord. And when the devil gets up in your face, and you're moved by the Spirit of God, devil, get out of my face and in your place. Y'all remember when the Lord gave me that? Get out of my face and in your place. Back under my feet. Amen. Appreciate the Lord today. Appreciate this word. Well, I don't want you to appreciate it. I want you to do something with it. I'm serious in what I'm saying. we got to press toward the mark. Y'all know who the Lord's depending on to do something in this world? Me and you. Me and you people out there that are sick and diseased and bound and their life's in a mess. He counting on us. He counting on Why? He's revealed this word of power to us. There's a lot of people, they don't hear this kind of preaching. Don't hear this kind of preaching. People get mad at me because I won't do what they call have good church. If I just sing and shout y'all and then preach a good shouting word to you and don't tell you how to get something in God, what good have I done you? I mean, I know we all like to praise God. I like to praise I don't care. I've told y'all if the Spirit of the Lord comes on Sister Kathy or Sister Susie or anybody else, Brother Donald wants to get up and sing and it's the working of the Spirit. I don't care if we sing all service as long as it's working of the Spirit. Music has its place. It has its place. I've seen music break a service wide open. Matter of fact, I I think it was last night. We come up last night, and I was coming up the road singing. We have come into this house to magnify the Lord and worship him. I said, God, wouldn't that be good if we can just come in and raise our hands and start magnifying and worshiping the Spirit of God just come down and saturate our souls and work something in us you see it don't need to be lip service it needs to be from the heart we need to sing from the heart we need to worship if y'all look up the word prayer in the original greek it translates to the word worship well all brother matter wants to do is pray now when you pray and you really get caught up in prayer you're worshiping the lord you're worshiping the lord Go ahead and run reference on the word prayer in the original Greek. See if it don't translate to worship. It does. It'll translate to worship. So when you really get in the spirit of prayer and the spirit of God gets on you, then you're worshiping. You're worshiping.
0: And I love to worship the Lord.
1: But when you take that scripture in James 5, where he says, The fervent, effectual prayer of a righteous man availeth much. We'll learn to pray and let God lead us in prayer. There's things y'all been wanting to see God do for years that God has never done. That if you'll labor with me in prayer, and I mean show up on time for prayer. If you ain't busy tomorrow night, we'll be right here at 7.30 praying. And that's all we're going to do is come in and pray. And Tuesday night we got Bible study. I want people to know what they believe. You don't understand I'm preaching? Come come for Bible study. Ask questions. Ask questions. We have some good Bible studies. As long as you stay on track with the Word, I'll let you ask questions. But don't come in and sit down and ask me where God come from. Because I'll tell you, He came from the land of Teman. <laughs> because that's what Scripture says in Genesis, and God came from the land of Teman. Well, Brother Matter, that ain't no answer. That ain't no question. God is. Always has been, always will be. God is. Amen. I appreciate this word today. If you want to print out uh, the notes on what is the power of his resurrection or what he wrought in Christ, I can't remember how to title it. I think it's what he wrought in Christ. There's a lot more scripture on here. You can go to Colossians. I mean, there's just a lot. But if I pray, don't, don't just take them home and lay them somewhere. Study them. Study them. The Bible says, study to show thyself approved. A workman unto God that needeth not to be ashamed. you got to learn to rightly divide the word of truth. Amen. I've enjoyed this service. Let's go to prayer. Let's ask God to put this word in our heart. Holy Savior, by the name of Jesus, we ask you, Lord, to reveal this word in us. Help us to hide your word in our heart that we sin not against you. And, Lord, help us to guard our mouth, guard our hearts, to set our hearts and our minds on that prize, on that mark. Give us wisdom, ability, knowledge, and understanding. To press toward this mark, Lord, I know I have not already attained. I know I hadn't made it, Lord. But this one thing I do, forgetting the things which are behind me, I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you for the moving of the spirit. Thank you for that great spirit of prayer. God, there's been a good spirit here today. Thank you for it, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. I'll have to say I've enjoyed this service today. Hallelujah. You going to let me stay another year? That's good. I was trying to write out a, a contract, see if we could work something out. I do appreciate Sister Pat opening the church to us, letting us use the church. She's been real good to us. and I've already seen God add to this church. You say, well, Brother Metter, it ain't happening. I don't care. God told Abraham when he's 75 he would going to have a son. He didn't have it until he was 100. But I'm going to hold on to God's word, and God's going to do what he said. That's just the way I am with God. God tells me something. You ain't going to change my mind. You ain't going to move me. You ain't going to make me back up. Hallelujah. Does anybody here need prayer before I receive the offering? Come on, sister. Let me pray the prayer of faith for you. I appreciate y'all coming today. I know I've seen your face before, but you don't. I mean, I I can't place your name. You just don't look familiar, but I know I've, I've seen you before. Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad you come. Did you enjoy the work? Make sense to you? Well, good. Good. What is it you need God to do for you? Okay. All right. All right. I believe the Lord's going to help you. I want you you to listen to me. Set aside a time every day. Read your Bible. It's just five minutes. Read it, and then go to prayer. If you will start reading that Word, start with the Gospels. Read it. Pray and ask God to help you. You'll find that God will honor that time of prayer. He will honor that time of study, and the Lord will start teaching you. Do you have a home church? You need to find you a home church. Make a commitment to go to church every week. Get under teaching. Let the Spirit of the Lord teach you how to serve Him. Everybody has problems. It's not having problems, it's how the Spirit of the Lord helps you deal with those problems. Prayer. I'm telling you, prayer's going to be your key. If you don't have a home church, you're welcome here. We meet every we meet at we we meet every Sunday at ten thirty to go to prayer. And if we pray, I think we prayed eleven thirty. I don't care. All we want is the move into the Spirit of God. We want the leadership of the Holy Ghost. We meet we meet tomorrow night at seven thirty, right here to go to prayer, and then we have Bible study on Tuesday nights. You're welcome to come join us. You're welcome, and we will do everything we can to help you and pray for you and give you the right leadership in the Spirit of God to get to that place that God can help you. Every, like I said, everybody has problems. But the Lord brings peace in those problems, and he gives you the wisdom how to handle those problems. Just go ahead and raise. Okay. Well, is it all right if I lay hands on you? Okay, just raise your hands up to the Lord. In the name of my God, in the name of Jesus, Christ of Nazareth I speak peace into your spirit I speak wisdom and understanding into your spirit and I command God to begin to change things for you as a sign and a witness oh in Jesus name glory thank you Lord God go in and heal this body I curse this infirmity. I command it to be healed. I command it to be dried up as a sign, witness of the working of the Spirit of God in her life. Let your name be glorified in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Lord's real. Amen. How many of y'all know he's real? He's real. Thank you, Lord. Be right if I pray for you, brother. Give him direction, Lord. Give him wisdom. Give him understanding. Give him direction. God, let a spirit of prayer develop between them. A time to study this word. Let it oh, mm, work in their lives. Bring them under your leadership and into your fold. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Lord's good. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to give you one of these prayer cloths I preached with. Just keep it with you. Just put it on your person. keep it with you. The spirit I preached with is in there, and it'll help you. It'll help you. I want you to appreciate the Lord. Come on, y'all. Give the Lord a good praise. Start praying for him. see prayer makes the difference. Pray pray for him. Prayer changes prayer moves God and God changes things. I'm not going to tell you prayer changes things. I'm going to tell you prayer moves God and God changes things Good Good, good. But he don't have to stay there. There you go. They will be. Well, we understand that. Prayer is your key. Amen. Prayer is your key. Living by the word. And you start simple. And you start small. Start with baby steps. Amen. we all start with baby steps we was all at that place one time we didn't know God this man right here drug addict drug dealer and addict back in the 90's went to a tent revival God changed his life God changed his life. So see, nothing's impossible. All things are possible to him that believe. So all of us at one time have been in that place we didn't know God and didn't know what God would do. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, not right now. We, we'll have somebody, if you want to talk to them after service, we'll let you talk to everybody or one of these ladies. This lady right here. I don't know if y'all know Sister Susie or not. Good. Dedicated minister of the Lord. and She, she works with a lot of people in your situation, your condition. You'd be a... She'd be a good one for you to talk to, I believe. Yeah. She'd be. Yeah. Just okay. All right. Well. Yeah. Okay. Well, Jesus is a healer. He's a healer. You, you got time after service? Talk to her a few minutes. Okay. All right. All right. Just after we di- a- Yeah. After we dismiss, talk to Susie. I bu- yeah. Yeah. Talk, talk to her after service. All right, I want to go ahead and receive you. Tithe offering you giving. If y'all do that, y'all know. If you got tither offering for the church, tithing offering for the church goes on this side. You got something you want to help me with as you pastor. And we always appreciate everything you do. You got money for missions. Put it here in the jar. And let's honor the Lord because he's good to us. Amen. Bible says, "Honor the Lord with thy substance, with the first fruits of all thy increase. Through everything, God, let's honor Him. We stand on your feet and come right now. Let's do what's right in the eyes of the Lord. I appreciate the Lord so much. I have so enjoyed this service. So enjoyed this service. Okay." God bless you, man. Yeah, it is. It's good to see you. Yeah. Love you and praying for you. Sister Susie, if you just stay right there, I'm gonna let you dismiss for us. Bless you. Love you. Have you had a good time in the Lord? All right, looking for you tomorrow night, seven thirty for prayer. Tuesday night, seven thirty for Bible study. God bless you, says Susie.
2: I know we all enjoyed that word today. It was such a blessing, such a strength. We'll take it home now and study it. You know, I like what he said about the goals. We got to set goals for ourselves in the spirit as well as we do in the natural. You know, if we're uh, we see something we want, let's say a vehicle or a house or a boat or what have you, uh, the very first thing we do is most of the time it's more than we can afford. Is that right? I know it is for me. I mean, I can see an outfit sometimes, and I have to save up for it. But I see something I want, and I begin to plan, make plans. The very first plan is take so much back every week and set it aside, set it aside. So that's exactly what he's teaching us to do. Let's get a goal in our heart. What has God called us to do? What is our purpose for this church? What is our purpose for being here, amen? And every one of us knows we have a purpose in God. Now, what we have to do is now that we know what our purpose is in God, if you don't know, pray, God will show you. Amen? He's not a secretive God. He likes to reveal himself. He wants you to know him. Hallelujah. The Bible said if we seek him, we find him. Glory to God. So we find out what our purpose is, and then we start making a goal. And if it's to sing, if God's called you to sing, we need to start practicing that song. Amen? I'm not saying you have to sing the songbook. Pick out one and practice it. Glory to God. The Bible says that that, uh, uh, we are to study, to show ourselves approved, not just in the Word, but in any and everything we do. And you know what? You may be called upon to open the service. Oh, I've never done that. Then practice at home. Amen. Get you a little scripture that you're familiar with. Reread it. Amen. Quote it every day, every morning, every night, so that when you stand up here, amen, you got a scripture you can bless us with. If it's to close, amen, then uh, practice a prayer. Come on, somebody. We do, we teach our kids those midnight prayers when they were children. Now I lay me down to sleep. You know what's the hardest prayer I had to teach my, my children? Grace. <laughs> we started out with God is great, God is good, right? Let, him, let us thank him for our food. And then after they got up teenagers and they started having to pray at their, uh, 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 at their camps, you know, uh, Doug went into basketball, and Carrie had chorus and stuff, and sometimes they would have banquets, and they'd get called on to pray. And my son, he would meet at the Paralline Pole at the school every morning. I can't remember what that little club was called, but there was some club at school. It was a Christian athletes club. And they would pray at the flagpole. I said paraline Pole. Didn't I, I meant flagpole. They'd pray at the flagpole. And and over grace, though, I taught them. And still yet to this day, Doug will say, Mama, how do I start out? <laughs> and I'll say... Lord, we thank you for this food. Let it go for the nourishment of our bodies and our bodies for your service. Start simple, but my God, get a plan. Get a plan. Get a goal. And be excited about it. Amen. Get excited about it. Just like, you know what? God's going to do something for your children. He is going to do something for your children. Now, you need to get excited about it. Instead of letting the devil come and beat you down and saying, oh, but this, oh, but that, you need to, like, soles of your feet. Just pick them up every now and then and say, "Mm mm-mm, God's got a plan. Hallelujah. I'm going to say this, and then we'll close. I'll never forget about Dorothy Hightower. I think all of her kids was in jail, (laughs) her daughters and her sons. But you know what? Every Monday night, she'd stand up, and she'd say, the devil ain't getting my kids. The devil ain't getting my kids. I loved that, and and, that, and just week after week, nothing changed for a long time, and I'll tell you something. Old Bub and and he goes to Ronnie Pope's church, and Ronnie Pope comes and has a meeting in his house every every other week now. But I'll tell you that was the hardest little thing. He was the hardest little fella. I mean, he was determined to go to hell. (laughs) You ever seen somebody like that? They are determined to take drugs. They are determined to be rough and rowdy. And they're determined to stay in jail. But you know what? Dorothy never gave up. Didn't matter how dark it was, she'd stand up with that testimony. My kids are not going to hell. They are not. And she got excited about it. What's there to be excited about? Because you have a promise. Amen. You've got a promise. God gave you a promise today. He gave you a plan, actually, to start praying for them. Start working with them. Start reading the scripture. Amen. So that you can quote them things when the devil comes at you. It ain't just for this, sis. It's for every one of us. I tell you, I am so excited about the word today. (laughs) Get a goal. Amen. And then work towards it. Nothing aggravates me more, Lisa, than just dead air time. (laughs) Nothing to do. I will hunt something to do. At night, I have to listen to the Scripture while I go to sleep just to turn my mind off where I can rest and go to sleep because I'm looking for something to do. Now I've got a goal. <laughs> so I'm excited about it. Is everybody excited about it? Everybody pumped up and amen? No, I'm not, We're not talking about a New Year's resolution. We're talking about a plan, a goal for God. Hallelujah. I'm excited. Let's Let's bow our heads. Father, we come to you just as earnestly and as honestly as we possibly know how, giving you thanks and glory for this Word. We are going to apply it. We're not just going to say that was a good word and then go on to the next service. Amen. But we're going to use that weapon that you gave us. Just like them smooth stones in that brook that David picked up, there's going to be a giant that we're going to face. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but there is one out there because we have a goal. And now because there's been a goal presented to us, there's also a giant that's going to be presented to us. Amen. It's the balance of the spirit, the balance of the universe. But I thank God he didn't get us a goal and leave us unequipped but my god he has equipped us with the power to overcome every obstacle that stands in our way and lord as we leave this service today we leave with our head held high our chest stuck out knowing that we are well able amen to defeat any enemy that, that the enemy puts in our way glory to god through grace and faith in our lord jesus christ we are established and the church says amen amen